And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Thursday Night Updates, the Raiders' COVID situation, and Practice Update Wednesdays on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello everyone, welcome into Fantasy Football in 15 for Thursday, October 22nd, Week 7, getting underway later today, Eagles and Giants in a huge monumental clash for the NFC East. This one could determine who ends up winning the worst division in NFL history. How about that? How about the Giants still being involved in the postseason race in the NFC East division race with one win going into week seven. You got to love and or slash hate that. We will talk about that game in a bit. I am Michael Beller joined by Derek Van Riper. DVR, how you doing, my man? Doing really well. I'm a little bummed out about the quality of the NFC East and a little bit <laughs> happy at the same time since I tend to root against more of those teams most years than not. So um, it's a good slate overall this week, even yes. though this Thursday game might be an annoyingly slow, ugly game. Yes, I couldn't agree more. We've got Titans Steelers, Cardinals Seahawks, Bears Rams on Monday night could be a fun one. Uh, Sunday night game between the Buccaneers and the Raiders looking like a fun one. A lot of good games on the schedule. We will talk about that Raiders game in a second, but we got to talk about this Thursday night game first because, hey, it's still a Thursday night game and it still has plenty of fantasy implications. Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey all out for the Eagles. Deshaun Jackson making his return from a hamstring injury. He will play Travis Fulgham unimpeded uh, by that whatsoever. He is going to start for the Eagles. Still no word on Dallas Goddard, at least as of our recording of this episode. So have to assume he will not be back for the team in week seven. Darius Slayton on the other side, good to go. He has a little bit of a foot injury that he suffered last week, but no worries there. He will be out there. Sterling Shepard, Giants are calling a game time decision. So DVR, we've already talked about some of the key players in this game earlier this week, but let's just circle back and talk about some of them. I think the key one that most people are going to have real start-sit decisions on is Boston Scott. Where are you at on Scott for Week 7? You know, I think he's probably in that flex consideration. Uh, he's had success against the Giants and a couple of opportunities against them in the past, but the concern I have is that Corey Clement could take some of those touches away. I don't think Boston Scott is necessarily a good player. This is purely a volume sort of grab, but this does happen to be one of those matchups that could be enough to get him into that RB25, RB30 range for scoring overall this week, despite those concerns. So a lukewarm endorsement, but an endorsement nonetheless. I think he's startable in this matchup. Yeah, I think he is too. I think that's probably the right spot for him somewhere in that flex range. And you would have to imagine that the people who were most aggressive on him in fab this week were people who were running back needy, right? It's easy to sit back and say, uh, uh, you know, he's still just running back 30 this week, which is about where I would have him. And so that would maybe push him out of your typical starting class. But if we're living in the real world, the people who went out and actually paid what you had to get 
to get a Boston Scott on waivers this week. You know, maybe they lost Miles Sanders and are just looking for that short-term stopgap. Maybe they uh, have been scrambling since losing Saquon Barkley or uh, Christian McCaffrey or someone like that. Dalvin Cook, obviously, dealing with his injury, although the Vikings are on by anyway this week, but still. Most people who ended up getting him didn't get him for cheap in terms of waivers. So uh, it does feel like a guy who is going to be started more often than not. I would say keep your expectations for him in check. Keep them realistic. Be happy with RB2 numbers. If he gives you RB2 numbers, like if you told me, if I was starting Boston Scott and you told me right now, I can guarantee you he will be RB24 for the week. I would absolutely take that rather than rolling the dice and seeing what I get for real. Everyone else to me in this one, Derek, feels pretty uh, standard. I think you're, you know, you've got Carson Wentz right on that QB1 fringe where basically however you've been treating him, you're still going to treat him that way. Uh, Travis Fulgham, an easy play. Darius Slayton, a relatively easy play. Sterling Shepard, even if he goes for the Giants, you're probably not playing him. Uh, Devontae Freeman, a pretty easy play given the volume that he has. Daniel Jones should be nowhere near your a lineup, and I think that maybe even goes for super flex teams, unless you know you only have him as your QB two option. Otherwise, you're probably going to want to go in another direction. Let's get to the Las Vegas Raiders here. They're starting right tackle. Trent Brown was put on the COVID-19 list on Wednesday. The silver lining here, Derek, is that the Raiders were on a bye last week, so the team had far less contact with one another than it would be typical. Obviously, they didn't play a game last week, so there's no concerns about uh, you know the team who they just played, as we have seen happen uh, for other teams that have had COVID-19 issues. But the one thing to keep an eye on here is is that the Raiders, while they did practice Wednesday, sent the entire offensive line home for contact tracing. Obviously, uh, that position group has uh, you know very close, uh, literal, uh, physical. Uh, all of that is uh, is a relationship that could compromise these guys going into this weekend. It's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. The Raiders host the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Obviously, we'll have much more clarity on this game before Sunday night. It's not like we're going to be making these decisions then. Hard to imagine that the NFL would force the Raiders to play a game without an entire position group if it came to that. It's just something we're going to have to watch over the rest of the week here. Yeah, and I think with teams now, at least some teams having had their bye week already, the Raiders, of course, as you mentioned, being among them, we don't really know what the league is going to do as far as making schedule adjustments if needed. I think at one point it was suggested maybe we'd get another week added, a week 18 uh, after the final week of the regular season. We just don't know at this point. And I would agree with you. I don't think they would force the Raiders to play with an all-backup offensive line. If you lose an entire position group, that would almost certainly lead to some sort of rescheduling, postponement, some kind of adjustment. So definitely a wait and see for now. Yeah, and hopefully, again, we get good news. Like we said, uh, the fact that the team was on a bye, so the players were not with one another in a way that they would be uh, had they had a game last week, it gives you a little bit of hope that there isn't too much of a spread on the Raiders, if there's really any spread at all. So uh, something to keep your eye on over the next couple of days here leading into the weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, Derek, guess who is back in the news? Our old friend Antonio Brown. Adam Schefter stirring the pot here on Wednesday. Antonio Brown will be eligible eligible to return to the football field after week eight. Of course, he is not on a team, but the NFL will consider him being out, quote, these first eight weeks of the season as him serving his suspension that he still owes the league. Adam Schefter reporting that the Seahawks, among others, are interested Derek, we got to talk about this, but I mean, there's no reason to be interested in him in a fantasy perspective. I, I mean, the over under should be it should be zero almost, right? Like, there's no way that Antonio Brown suits up in the NFL this year, is there? I I don't think there is. I can't say no way, but I'd be surprised if he suited up and had anything that resembled the role that we're accustomed to seeing him fill during his time with the Steelers and. You know, with the Seahawks being the team that apparently is making a push for him, you wonder where the target's going to come from in that mm-hmm. offense. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Obviously, that's an offense that can sustain three pass catchers every week, but that's not the Antonio Brown that you're used to. You're not going to completely ignore Metcalf and Lockett just to get him involved. I don't know why the, the Seahawks want to take on that risk. It doesn't seem like an area of need for the team whatsoever it seems like a move that actually has more downside than upside for them in particular uh, I, I think our, our friend Jake Seeley probably had the simplest approach and this is kind of like the situation we've seen with Josh Gordon a few times but if you're in a league that's deep enough to pick him up do you really want to wait for him I, I think he's more of a, a pick up and trade away if you're in the kind of league where someone's excited about him but I don't know if I'm in a league with anybody who actually thinks he's going to play a meaningful role anytime soon. So to me, it just seems like a keep an eye on it sort of situation, unless you're in a crazy deep league with huge benches where you can burn a bench spot on someone who literally might not play a snap this year. Yeah, I just I just don't believe it. I mean, like you've, we've seen it with Josh Gordon before. These are uh, problem players who have so many issues to get over that, you know, go uh, beyond that are, you know, Football related too. I mean, obviously they have their off-field problems, but we're talking about football related issues uh, too that Antonio Brown would have to surmount. And who's going to sign him? How are they going to fit him in? There are just so many question marks here that it's just very hard to imagine him signing with the team. And then on top of that, having some sort of role that makes us really get going in the fantasy world. It just doesn't seem like it is realistic. We got to talk about it, but. Let's be realistic about where Antonio Brown is now and what he could possibly do on a football field this season. Some bad news on Austin Eckler that we got on Wednesday. Um, Anthony Lynn saying that he will be back more toward the end of that timetable, perhaps even later than the original four- to six-week timetable, rather than the beginning of it. This was something that we speculated when he suffered his hamstring injury. Could be the end of Austin Eckler, at least for the fantasy football regular season, and now that feels almost locked in at this point. So it looks like we've got the Justin Jackson Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly show for the Chargers the rest of the way. 
away. I got to say, Derek, I was really impressed with Justin Jackson last week. I think all of us went into that game thinking that it was going to be Joshua Kelly as Melvin Gordon, Justin Jackson as Austin Eckler, and instead we basically saw Justin Jackson as 2019 Austin Eckler before the return of Melvin Gordon handling everything in that Chargers backfield. It could be a hot hand situation, but I got to think coming into this game this week that Jackson has the upper hand in that hot hand battle. Yeah, I think coming off of what they did last time out, that's a completely fair way to look at this backfield. I keep looking at Kelly and and just wondering if he's the less talented back of the two, which I did not expect to say coming into the season. 3.2 yards per carry through five games. Obviously not on the field in a lot of passing situations. When Eckler was healthy, that really hasn't changed a lot. Uh, I think it was only one target in that game against the Saints for him. So Justin Jackson's cheap in DFS. He's, I think, the better of the two plays season long. And I'm wondering if that is a backfield that's completely flipped from where it was, if not even more in favor of Jackson. Maybe it's 80-20 in terms of touches in this matchup against Jacksonville in Week 7. So uh, definitely not the way I expected to see things play out. And you kind of wonder how things might have been adjusted coming out of this Week 6 bye. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting thing to take a look at with this team because uh, Jackson played so well in that game. He basically made Kelly an afterthought, and the bye week could have had them rejigger things completely. I don't think either one of these guys is going to run away and hide with the job, but got to think if there is right now someone ahead on the depth chart that it has to be Jackson. We will see how they handle it. It's a great matchup really for this entire offense against the Jaguars in week seven. Let's take a quick run through Wednesday's practice reports. Here's a group of guys with no practice. Robert Tanyan, Julio Jones, Joe Mixon, Marvin Jones. What has happened to Marvin Jones this season? And John Brown, our group of guys, fantasy relevant guys with limited practice. Jainu Smith, Sam Darnold, LaVisca Chenault, Noah Fant, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, no reason to think either of those guys won't play. Same goes for Jamison Crowder, Calvin Ridley, and Keenan Allen. That Keenan Allen won actually some good news because of the back spasms that knocked him out of the Chargers last game. There was some question about him, so the fact that he was limited, already able to practice on Wednesday, definitely looking good. Also, Mike Evans, good news. Uh, If you took last week, it was a do not practice on Wednesday, limited Thursday, full Friday. So the fact that he was limited on Wednesday this week tells you he's a little bit ahead of where he was a week ago. Anything else there catch your eye, Derek? Not too much. I mean, Wednesday practices are always a little bit wonky. Uh, Joe Mixon not practicing at all is definitely probably the, the biggest caution light for me of the bunch with that foot injury. I'm just not that excited about Gio Bernard in season-long leagues, even if he does get a start, but there's always DFS appeal when a bat can come in and possibly take on a large share of the touches the way that Bernard would if Mixon can't go here in Week 7. Yeah, that'll be something to watch, certainly. Joe Mixon has been out of practice quite a bit, and we see that a lot, as you said, especially with veterans. Don't want to put too much on them early in the week. We will wrap things up with good news. Full practices on Wednesday for Deontay Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, and Mike Davis. And as I run through that, I guess you could maybe not see that as quite so good news with Deontay Johnson and Leonard Fournette, depending on what you're thinking about Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Ronald Jones. But hey, here on the uh, on Fantasy Football in 15, we root for health across the league. So we are calling Deontay Johnson, Leonard Fournette. Good news also to go with Melvin Gordon and Mike Davis for 
for their full practices. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. We will be right back here with you tomorrow to wrap up the week. Until then, thanks for listening and enjoy the game tonight. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.